welcome back to the Homestead Connection. Kylie and I are here today to talk about garlic. Instagram made me do it. Instagram made you plant garlic? Yeah, it was one of those things where everybody on Instagram was planting garlic last or like, no, not last year, but the year before. And my entire Instagram feed was flooded with garlic harvest, you know, like the garlic braids, honey garlic, fire cider. And I had never planted garlic before. I hadn't even considered planting garlic before. And then last fall when it starts, like when it became time to plant garlic, I jumped on the bandwagon so fast. Hashtag garlic so girl. Instagram. Hashtag garlic girl for sure. I think I even used garlic girl in my very first garlic post when I'm like holding my little garlic cloves and took a picture for Instagram. And uh, it was definitely an Instagram made me do it. But I'm so glad I did because I ended up planting 74 or 73 or 74 cloves of garlic. And I ended up harvesting 100% of what I planted. So it was like a really, really good experience for me. And now my house is just flooded with curing garlic. It's not a bad thing. No, not at all. And it was my first year. So I learned a lot about amending my soil. I just planted the garlic that I purchased directly into this little spot that I knew would be perfect for garlic. And it was, but I didn't do anything to amend the soil. And a lot of the bulbs grew fine, but um, the soil was too hard. So I really need to till it up good this fall. And I'm going to put, you know, just kind of put some like, um, don't like crucify me because I don't know like what I'm all I'm going to do yet, but probably like some peat moss and some just nutrients back into the soil before I plant again, because I had really inconsistent sizing with my garlic bulbs. Some of them are pretty small. Some of them are a lot larger. And so I think at least doing some amending to the soil will help help on that front. Or maybe that's just the way it goes growing garlic um, and not buying the perfect ones from the grocery store all the time. That could be part of it too. I think it's hit or miss, but definitely checking with your soil and seeing what's going on with the soil is going to help. It's going to help, you know, for all areas of your garden, but for garlic specifically. I actually just pre-ordered my garlic a couple of days ago. So last year I ordered my garlic from Keen Organics and had, like, like I said, a really good experience, really good harvest from them. So I'm just ordering from them again. Um, and when I, right after I ordered it or pre-ordered it the other day, I started to search online ways to amend the soil. And then I just got sidetracked, but I really need to go back and do that because it's going to be time to plant garlic before we know it. Yes. I have never ordered garlic online and I should really go look at Keen Organics or some of the other places you can find garlic. But I actually got my garlic from my uncle. He grew garlic and he's been growing garlic in his garden for years and i got some hard neck variety from him i honestly don't even know what kind it was i just know it was hard neck hearty garlic ready to go in my minnesota soil and i split out you know split all the cloves off got all the little paper um skins off and i planted those Mm -hmm. and that's what i did and this is my second year planting off of what my uncle had given me so the nice part about garlic is you can essentially propagate it again and again Mm -hmm. so and propagate's not the proper term but you know you can take what you grow split it off and then replant it for next year which is just great i really thought about doing that actually i was looking through some of my my garlic heads considering doing that because yeah i harvested like 73 or 74 heads of garlic but they're so inconsistent with sizing i didn't want to risk like planting ones that were too small and then having either really small 
like garlic heads to harvest next year or just like having them almost like um, deteriorate before they Mm -hmm. sprout. So I went ahead and just pre-ordered from now, but I ordered a lot more this year than I did last year, hoping and like with the intention of planting my own garlic in the following year, because I like garlic is so easy. Like it's like seed saving, but better. Yes, it, it is. It's, it's awesome. And I, when I was trying to figure out how to plant this for my first ever year growing garlic, I actually was looking it up on Instagram and reels and TikTok and all the places trying to figure this out. And I followed a gal and she said that if you want to plant 45 plants of garlic, so you're going to want 45 bulbs instead of only opening up like four or five bulbs of garlic to choose out your sizes, take 10 bulbs and choose the biggest pieces out of those 10. So you have your 45 instead of just getting your 45 cloves from like four to five heads of garlic that are ready, you know, ready to go on the ground, take more than you need. Take the biggest ones, the ones that look the best, plant those and use the rest for something else. And I was like, that is the best advice. Maybe I will try to plant some of my own then because I want to make the fermented honey garlic anyways. And I want to make fire cider anyways. And I'm going to be doing that stuff leading up to the, you know, we're we're planting garlic October-ish, you know, late October, mid-late October, early November. I'm going to be making the fermented honey garlic even before then and the fire cider before then. So it's super easy for me just to split off those cloves that are large enough I could plant. And I'll still plant everything I pre-ordered, but it might be interesting just to see if I can actually plant my own garlic. That would be so rewarding. (laughs) Yeah, it's super fun because then you're like, hey, I did this from start to finish and then restarted it and it's going to finish next year. Like super fun. So cool. Is this your first, second year? So you planted garlic last year. Is this your second year planting garlic? Yep. This is my second harvest of garlic. So I will have, I'll plant my third round of garlic in October. Okay. And so I'll be planting my second round. So last year was my very first time planting garlic. This will be my second year planting garlic. And I can't even remember what I planted last year. I know that one of the ones I planted was Russian red. I'm pretty sure. But I don't remember what the second one was. The company I ordered from Keen Organics and like nothing, none of this is sponsored. That would be so cool if it was, but none of this is sponsored by them. I just really enjoyed using them. But they have this thing on their website where you can type in your zip code and then based on your growing zone and your hardiness level, they'll just send you a beginner kit, like a starter package basically with garlic types that are best for where you live. And that's what I did last year. And they must have nailed it since my harvest was so good. But this year, instead of like ordering the or pre-ordering their beginner kit with the hardiness zone typed in, I ended up ordering the Russian red and a couple of other hard neck types because I live in cold enough, like north enough that it's better for me to plant hard neck versus soft neck. Although I'd love to plant soft neck, but I guess the success rate of growing soft neck as far north as I am, which I'm zone five, I'm right on the line of like zone five, a five B like growing stuff and that can be a challenge. So, but I see other people do it. I still have time to order some. I might order some just to try it out. I mean, it's, there's no harm in trying, right? Like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It's the worst and thing it's that's not that expensive. Right. Like to order it, it's not that expensive. So even if it doesn't go well, I know that my hard neck will do just fine. And then if the soft neck doesn't do as well, you know, so be it. Yeah, it, it's it's all a trial. And anytime you can get in your garden is just medicine for the soul. So why not? Well, I'll order soft neck for Instagram just so I can make a reel of me braiding it. There you go. <laughs> Those braids are beautiful. I watch them and I'm like, first of all, I struggle braiding my hair just 
myself. I struggle braiding my daughter's hair. Oh. Do you think I could braid garlic? Probably not. Would I want to try? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. That's so yeah. funny. I um, yeah, same. I just think it'd be beautiful if you look at and not to keep bringing up Instagram, but also to keep up bringing Instagram. If you search hashtag garlic braid, mm, so many good reels, so many good pictures. People are so creative on the internet. Yes, and I wish I was as creative. Likewise, just garlic in general, what people do with it and how they have it. So they're curing it, how their setups are, like people with their little like screens from their windows or the hardware cloth or they're hanging over this rod. Like it's just aesthetically beautiful, even though it's a messy process. Like it is just beautiful. Garlic is beautiful. I have um, my garlic curing in my front coat closet and someday we'll have video podcasts up. And if this was one of those days, I wish we did so I could show you because I have my garlic hungover coat hangers in the front closet where literally all of our winter gear is. So our entire front closet with all of the winter stuff smells so pungent <laughs> of garlic. <laughs> But it's like in a cool, dry place. It's been so wet and humid for me that I was, I just didn't feel confident enough curing it outside or in the shop. So I was like, well, I'll keep it inside. And this closet is the perfect place to do it. So now everybody's winter coats and like down jackets smell like garlic. That is so funny. I'm not mad about it. Like garlic should be its own food group, in my opinion. I just use it in literally everything. But still, I mean, people aren't going to appreciate us walking around the store smelling like garlic or BO or whatever. They're going to think you that like you think vampires are coming after you or something weird that you're like, oh, I got my garlic coat on. We're fine. Nothing's going to harm me today. Absolutely. Should we talk a little bit about the differences between hard neck and soft neck if people aren't aware or familiar the differences? Yeah, I think that's a good place. Like you said before, hard neck variety. So I'm in Minnesota, so I'm up north as well. I need to plant hard neck. I've never tried planting soft neck. Definitely can. Um, but we do the hard neck um, here as well. Yeah. And so the hard neck ends up being a lot hardier and it gets the hard neck gets its name because the center of the stem of the garlic is really, really stiff. And um, it's like it says, it's like a hard neck coming off that bulb of the the garlic and it doesn't braid like the soft neck does, but it's still a much hardier variety. So people have like longer winters, colder frost, earlier frost dates, etc., end up doing better planting a hard neck variety and there's tons of hard neck varieties you know you're not missing out or anything planting a hard neck you just aren't able to make that braid but also the hard neck ends up being smaller bulbs typically Mm -hmm. than the soft neck ones do which a lot of times people don't realize it but most of, of the time you're purchasing soft neck garlic from the store and you're getting those like massive big cloves the big heads of garlic that mince really nicely and there's nothing wrong with that a lot of times people don't realize what they're getting from the grocery store but so like for me having you know, these smaller heads of garlic, part of that is me getting used to just having smaller heads of garlic in comparison to what I'm used to getting from the grocery store. Um, but they're just still small anyways, because of my soil. Um, and side note on that, you're not consuming genetically modified anything like your, true. These, you know, your garlic is organic. You're not getting all the other stuff that your store-bought garlic has to have it be producing the way it is. 
That's such a good point. And I think about that all the time. Like I was walking by the, I was, we don't go to the grocery store that often. I order almost a hundred percent of our groceries online through Instacart um, because I can just stick to my meal plan better and know what my budget is better and stuff like that. But we were in the grocery store recently and I can't believe how big the apples are right now that are in the store that like I we're used to getting, you know, like apples locally. We live actually, our property butts up right next to an apple orchard. So we're used to getting apples from this apple orchard, which is a no spray apple orchard. And, um, so we know what like a normal sized apple looks like, but some of these apples are literally like massive. And same thing is true for like garlic and other things too, where it's just like what we're used to seeing isn't what is like natural without extra oomph, which makes it not as great to eat. For sure. Hard neck is a lot more hardier than the soft neck. And then the bulb sizes are different. The clove sizes are different. And um, you don't get that those same beautiful braids. But they both have a lot of different um, flavors to them. Some are spicier. Some are more mild. You still get a lot of the same variety in flavor and preference between the two. For sure. And even, even yeah. talking, you know, hard neck, soft neck, you're still going to be planting at the same time and still harvesting at the same time. So no matter what way you go with garlic, you're going to be planting your garlic between September and November, generally speaking, um, depending on where you're at. But, you know, you're going to be planting at the same time. So that doesn't make any difference. The only difference is literally the neck of the garlic. So um, if you have a hard mm-hmm. frost um, or a frost in your future, um normally, you know, you, you're wanting to plant somewhere in October. If you don't have frost dates or between September and November, but generally it's right in October. Um, if you don't have frost, like you live down south or whatever, generally a good rule of thumb for planting your garlic starts like the shortest day of the year is a great day or around there to plant your garlic. So if you're ever wondering, you know, when is a good time? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a general rule of thumb that that I've found and I've gone off of. When did you plant your garlic last year? Uh, it was around the middle of October. It was right around MEA break. So, like, I know everybody in Minnesota or outside of Minnesota doesn't know what MEA is, but it's like Minnesota Education something. And so, like, yep. it's like a it's like a holiday thing in Minnesota where we have like a three day school week, two days off, Thursday Friday off, and that was like a big thing growing up. Yep. And so that's like just a monumental weekend. So it just sticks in my brain. And that's like when I plant my garlic. That's good. I was going to plant, which by the way, I I don't live in Minnesota anymore. I'm in Northwest Illinois, but I grew up in Minnesota. So when Molly references these things about Minnesota and different things, that's very like, I don't know, unique to quote Minnesota. I totally (laughs) understand what she's saying. (laughs) But, um, for me, uh, I wanted to plant mine in the middle of October, and for some reason, I didn't get it planted until later. Almost, I think, the first day of November, I think, is when I planted mine. And I was so anxious about it being too late. I even emailed the company, Keen Organics. I like emailed the company to make sure it wasn't too late to plant. Because everywhere online says, like you said, September, October, you know, between September and November. But I was like, is November really too late from where I'm at? And they're like, it's fine. And now that I've actually grown garlic, I'm like, oh, yeah, it was so fine, which I'm glad for. I feel much more relaxed about it. 
Um, and then I didn't realize when I planted mine at first that I needed to cover it. So I initially just like planted my cloves straight into the soil covered them up like you would a seed. You know, I re- you know how you read the back of the seed packet and you're like, okay, one quarter of an inch below the soil. And we all kind of like loose, like loosely yes. follow <laughs> what those <Yes>. recommendations are. <laughs> I didn't do that. I like followed what the back of this like little pamphlet said to a T. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this exactly right. It's going to be perfect. And um, so I planted the, the bulbs or the cloves in the ground, covered it up like you would a seed. And then I left it. I free range my chickens. I don't free range them this much anymore because of a fox issue, but I used to free range my chickens 100% of the time last fall. I didn't even have a chicken run. And I came out one day and they were picking up the cloves from the ground. So I like replanted them quickly and then covered them with, I like Googled really fast. Thank God for Google. Covered them with a bunch of like leaf, like leaf mulch. And some ply boards that my husband had in his redneck arsenal in the back of our shop. And then they were fine. But even with all of that, I still had a really good success rate, 100% success rate. So I feel like garlic is probably one of the most forgiving crops I've ever grown. Yeah, and I think you can grow garlic anywhere. I've even seen people where they will plant garlic in, like, planters inside their houses, like, in apartments. And I'm like, hmm. really? You can plant? I don't know how it works. I've seen it online. You know, if it's online, it's got to be true and work, right? But Obviously. Yeah, it's. I think it's super forgiving, and it's a good first-time crop. Like, there's nothing you don't have to, like, plant it and almost forget it. Like, there's nothing really? you really need to do. I was so excited. So in the springtime, then I ended up uncovering my garlic. Like I took the boards off. I left the mulch down, took the boards off. And I was so excited when I saw those tiny little green shoots coming up. It was like the most exciting thing ever. When everything else in your garden is brown and nothing is coming up. And then you see those first little shoots of your garlic in like the spring. It is almost like Christmas morning. When I saw them this year, I was like, oh my gosh, my garden is alive. Like best news ever. So ever. And it caught my stuff came up. I wasn't expecting it to come up with like my tulips and my hyacinths and all those like super, super early flowering crops. So it was like really exciting. And that yeah, first sign of spring is finally here. It was such a fun feeling. I yes. So the nice thing with garlic is it is so like set it and forget it or plant it and forget it. But then when it comes up, you know, it's obviously like so amazing because it's that first sign of spring. But then I had completely forgotten about garlic scapes. And I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe I'll just Google it quick, but don't hardneck garlic, isn't hardneck garlic the only garlic that has garlic scapes? Softneck doesn't have garlic scapes, right? Correct. So that was like super awesome because when I planted garlic, I wasn't even that aware of what garlic scapes were. And at first I legitimately thought that it was just like the green plant that was like growing from the ground. And then that, and that makes me sound so ignorant and that's fine, whatever. Transparency is everything. But when (laughs) the garlic scapes actually finally came up, I was so excited. Yes. Garlic scapes. Um, I harvested so many this year of, you know, off of every single one of my garlic and they're freaking delicious. So good. I had them in our kitchen and I could just smell like the aroma from them was mm-hmm. mm, so, so good, but they are super cool. Like I love looking at them when they like swan neck over and like curl through, like they're just, I don't know, really cool. And mm-hmm. I like satisfying things. Like if you grab 
the garlic scape down like towards where the leaves are and if you uh-huh. grab it and you pull it will come out like you don't have to cut it you can pull what? it out in it and it is so satisfying so next year if you're listening and you're planting hardneck garlic instead of cutting your scape grab it down by the leaves where you know it comes out of and just pull straight up and it'll pop right out that's awesome pro tip it's really important to harvest your garlic scapes because what it is is that scape is coming off and it's going to produce a flower and so it's gonna that flower takes all the energy from the plant from producing a larger bulb so if you don't take that scape off your garlic you are essentially gonna be it's it's detrimental basically to your to your harvest because you're gonna have smaller bulbs because all that energy from the plant is going to produce a flower versus producing your garlic. So you're if you have hard neck garlic, you want to cut those scapes off or pull the scapes off because it's gonna flower and it's gonna take all that energy from your plant. So it's it's an important thing to do. Yeah. And I had read, so like, yeah, last year is my first year. Of course, I've said that how many times at this point, but I had read, wait until they start to curl back on themselves before you harvest them. I felt like some of mine were taking a really long time to curl back on themselves. So I ended up, I don't know if I harvested some of my garlic scapes too early. I don't know if that's such a thing as harvesting them too early. When I was poking around online and reading the little pamphlet I got when I ordered my garlic, you know, they said, wait till the garlic scapes get sizable. So you can see that small bulb. You can see they start mm-hmm. to curl back on themselves. But some of mine just stayed like bowed over like a shepherd's hook and they never really curled back on themselves. And I picked them anyways. I ended up just taking scissors and cutting mine down at the base. I wish I'd known that about pulling straight out though, because that would be literally so satisfying. Try it next year. I was really nervous the first to. one I did. I was scared I was going to like pull the whole bulb of garlic out. Yes. Like, but it just pulled right out. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. I ended up sauteing up a bunch of mine. So my, and maybe this is typical. So my garlic scapes seemed to not just like all be ready at the same time. So every couple of days I was out looking at my garden, looking at my garlic, um, you know, weeding or this or that. And if the garlic scapes looked ready to harvest, I'd harvest them. And some of them I'd saute with dinner or use a seasoning. I did like garlic scape mashed potatoes and I put them chopped up in like a cold pasta salad. And then some of the other ones I dehydrated and I have just like a little jar of dehydrated garlic scapes. I saw where someone did garlic scape salt recently, Mm -hmm. and I want to look at how to do that more because that would legitimately be delicious and something that I could season basically anything with. Yeah, just be like garlic salt. Why not? That sounds great. I've never made garlic salt either. Well, it's, I mean, I bought it from the store. I've never made it, but it's kind of the same thing, you know? I would like to. So the garlic that I planted and harvested, I'm less interested in using that for cooking although I'm sure I'll use plenty of it for cooking. I'd like to use a lot of it for more things like the fermented garlic honey, um, the fire cider, and then like some seasonings because I know how good and pure this garlic is. I'd like to use it for some like quote unquote medicinal purposes since I know like the quality of it. And then if I like some of these tinier bulbs that are going to be harder to do much with, use those for salt and things like that. Oh, for sure. That sounds so good. I had really, really good intentions with my garlic scapes this year because um, I wanted to actually pickle them. And I've heard they're delicious. If you pickle them, put them in the back of your fridge and then like chop them up and put them on your pizza. I heard it is what? delicious. Yes. Do garlic scapes belong on pizza? 
Yes. <laughs> Always. <laughs> but I, I didn't get around to it. Um, having, you know, an infant on the homestead changes things a little bit. And so I did not yes. get around to it. Next year is definitely in my plans, but I made a garlic scape aioli for fresh burgers that we had with what? lettuce from the garden. Oh my gosh. It was to die for. I have pictures. If I remember what I all put in it, maybe I'll come up with the recipe and I can maybe put it on our blog. Um, cause it was, it was really good. That sounds so good. Our family is a condiment family. And I think that's just part of Same. being a Midwesterner and my girls both love mayonnaise or ranch or whatever. It's like, it would be so good to do a homemade ranch with garlic scapes in it yes. or like homemade, like the homemade mayo with uh, the garlic scapes in it. That sounds legitimately very delicious. It was so good. It was like the best burgers we've had all summer. Hmm. How many heads of garlic did you plant last year or how many are you going to plant this year? I honestly lost track of like track of how many I planted last year. I have a lot. Um, I should have counted. I didn't. No. Uh, this year, I want to plant more. So I would like to plant anywhere between 50 and 100 bulbs for sure this year or heads of garlic, like for sure. So wait, hold I on. Between over, 50 and 100 heads, so like several hundred cloves in oh, the ground. Sorry. No. No, okay. no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> You're well, a early farmer at that point. <laughs> yeah, no. There is actually a girl I follow online that does that. And she, all of her garlic harvest is based off of the $10 she initially invested in. Yeah. And she's just continued to grow it and take, you know, her good um, cloves and then replanting them for the next year. I'm like, do you know what her name is? Uh, I'll look it up. I don't know. Is it garlic farmer Becca? Uh, That sounds probably right. Uh, Nope. No, 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 no. It's this gal. Jessica, uh, homesteading vlogs. I don't know. It's she's on TikTok, so you don't know her unless she has Instagram. No, I'm not on TikTok. That's so cool. So there's a girl who I follow on Instagram. She lives pretty local to me. She's about an hour south of where I met, and she's just like a young gal who started growing garlic, and now she's like legitimately has a sizable garlic operation and sells to a lot of local restaurants, sells up at a couple locations for farmer's markets, sells to a couple local grocery stores. And it's kind of a similar situation where I don't know if it's exactly the same where all of her garlic came from a certain number of heads that she started with, but it was just this very just grassroots, you know, growing garlic in her backyard turned into this sizable garlic operation about an hour south of me. And that's so cool. That is super cool. So Hmm. Let me rephrase where I screwed up earlier. I want to at least plant 150 to 100 cloves of garlic in the ground in October. So then I'll have 150 to 100. I would 100 is probably my number because we eat garlic. I am a hashtag garlic girl through and through, and I need my garlic. So I would like to. So I ordered enough to put at least 150 cloves in the ground. And that might end up being a lot or feel like a lot when I'm harvesting, but my intention is to be able to plant back a large portion of that. So if I end up getting 100, it was like between 150 and 175, I'd have to go look because I pre-ordered back the end of July, I think. So it's been a couple of weeks now, but um, 
I would like to keep 50%, 50, 60% of whatever I harvest for like our family and then plant back the other 40 or 50%, whatever it ends up being. And then harvest it again the following year would be my ideal perfect situation. So, but then when I'm like doing the math, like I said earlier, garlic deserves to be its own food group. One to two heads of garlic per month doesn't feel like enough for our family because we truly do use it for so much. And we do, like you, we cook almost 100% from scratch. And we also do a lot of our own seasonings where I have a lot of individual seasonings and individual ingredients and stuff like that. And then we're kind of making our own seasoning blends or we do a lot of smoking meat or chicken or whatever. And garlic just seems to go with everything. So one to two heads of garlic doesn't feel like enough for our family to you, but I don't know. I need to pay more attention. No. And that's one of those things too, where it's hard because it kind of depends on the season of life too, that you're in. Like some things deserve more garlic and some things you can be a little skimpy with. And (laughs) that's just that. That's just that. Let's talk about when we harvest our garlic like harvesting and curing because we're kind of in that season right now where, you know, I've harvested my garlic. I know you've harvested your garlic. Most of mine's pretty much cured at this point, but depending on where people are living, people's grow zone, they're still looking to harvest or going to start harvesting garlic and curing it and stuff. Yeah. so So go ahead. So it depends on what you read and where you get your information. But a lot of people say that you want to not water your garlic for two weeks before you harvest. So the reason being is you don't want to have the the soil being really wet and then you end up rotting your, your garlic, right? Which makes sense, but you can't control the rain. So the next thing, you know, once once you start noticing that your bottom leaves are starting to turn brown and starting mm-hmm. to fall, that's when you know you're getting close. So stop your watering at that point. Water everything else, but just not your like garlic bed. And then I wait until I have like three leaves up for sure falling over before I even think about harvesting. Some people mm-hmm. say the first like three, four rows of leaves and then, you know, you're good to harvest. That's I was reading about it when I when I harvested mine. I harvested a couple of garlic clove or garlic heads to see. So I had a couple that looked to be a little bit more quote ready than others. And I pulled those ones up first. The first like two or three rows of leaves were wilted. Since it was my first year, I didn't really know. And similarly to when my like harvesting my garlic scapes, I was harvesting my garlic in waves kind of where I was like when I was cutting off my garlic scapes because some seemed to be more ready sooner than later or sooner than others. It was the same with harvesting my garlic. So I ended up pulling up a couple that just had the first two or three rows of leaves starting to wilt and they didn't seem ready enough or something or I really Mm -hmm. felt like I could have left them in long longer so then the rest of my garlic I really did leave in the ground until the majority of those rows of leaves were starting to wilt and brown and just those center leaves seemed to be you know green and have good like trigger pressure and were standing nicely and then I harvested everything I don't know if it made a difference in size with the garlic heads though, because I had a ground squirrel come through and like mm. knock like underneath my garlic bed and like knock a couple to their sides. So it, I didn't feel like I had a good determination. Like, was it better to leave them in the ground longer or the ones that I pulled up sooner? Were they like any different in size? I don't know. So either way. 
Right. And I think it's also important too, when you're harvesting garlic, like, especially with like my hard neck garlic. So if I grab the base of the garlic and I pull up because mm-hmm. I'm not watering for like those last two weeks, sometimes I will break the stem off my garlic. Like it will just come out and I yes. can't get it. Right. So then I have to dig down and find it. Yeah. I find that it's a lot easier to grab like a pitchfork or a shovel scoop down right next to them and then tilt it back so then you can just grab it shake it Mm -hmm. and go to the next one like that works super well for me that's what I ended up doing so I pulled some straight up because it feels very satisfying like that's why I want to harvest it is just like pulling it out of the ground and feeling so rewarding and but like in reality it's not that simple and it's not that easy so I ended up taking up a shovel like it's just a spade shovel and loosening a bunch of it up and I had my five-year-old pull most of it up, which she thought was so fun. And she said, and it's true, she's pulling up these little heads of garlic and she goes, wow, mom, the ground smells so good. And it does. The ground literally smells like garlic. It's amazing. So good. And then for curing, so all of us who are on Instagram, I'm sure we're seeing people curing onions or, you know, scallions and garlic right now. And there's a lot of different ways to do it. I, like I said, I'm curing mine in our front closet on coat hangers. So anything works really, <laughs> not anything, but it, there's a lot that you can do. But the whole idea is you want them to be, you know, out of direct sunlight in open air. Some people will put fans on their garlic continuously. And I think that that's a really good option um, to make sure that they have like constant air movement so you can actually truly dry them out and cure them instead of allowing them to harbor moisture. Because if you're harboring moisture, there's high potential for mold to grow and for rotting to happen and then you've wasted what all of these eight months from the time you've planted the clove to the time you're harvesting it to cure so that's curing ends up being one of the most important parts of the whole process with growing garlic and the the more proficient or the the better you're curing your garlic the longer you have the the higher likelihood you have of having that garlic last longer and be preserved longer for good long-term use Right. It's yes. And it's not saying that, you know, I want garlic tonight that you can't go grab one and still use it right away. Like it doesn't need to be fully cured to be used. It's just for that longevity of your garlic and saving it for the rest of winter or however long. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting, I'm anticipating and expecting to be able to use my garlic well into the spring and summer, hopefully. So, you know, six, eight, 10 months with this hard neck garlic that I have. And I've read soft neck garlic ends up being a lot shorter duration for like freshness before it starts to either turn or sprout. I don't know if you've ever had that where garlic starts to sprout on your counter. I've had that before. I actually have a clove sitting on my, not one from the grocery store, not one that I grew that's starting to sprout next to me. And I'm still using it. Like you can still use it. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, It just doesn't last as long. So I'm hoping that my garlic that I pulled and cured will be good for at least eight months, which would be great. Yeah, that's that's really, really good. Like, that's a lot of garlic. That's a great harvest. Fingers crossed. I'll cross mine. So I've talked some about how I want to use my garlic harvest. And most of what I want to use it for is medicinal stuff. And I use the term medicinal loosely. We all have, you know, things that work for us going into the cold winter months, flu season, cold season, pneumonia season, COVID season. Um, 
So I really am wanting to use my stuff for, you know, fire cider and fermented honey garlic, and then some of these smaller cloves for salt, like I'd mentioned before. What are you wanting to use your stuff for, Molly? Or do you just cook with yours mostly? I do a lot of cooking with ours, um, but I am going to get into making some more fire cider because it's that time of year and to have that amount of time for fermenting it and, you know, getting it ready to go. Um, So I am going to do some of that right away. Um, But I might look up some other ideas. I Cooking, it just we always use it. And so that's a staple in our house, but there's so many other ways that you can use garlic for, you know, you know, how you dehydrate it and how you use it, you know, grind it up for Mm -hmm. seasonings and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Like I actually would like to try to mince a whole bunch of it and figure out a way to like, uh, not necessarily can it pickle it, whatever the word would be to have it in my fridge. So I can just take a spoon and scoop it out and put it in my dish instead of having to mince a clove every time I'm ready to use it for supper. So like, that's something yeah. I'd like to try. I had mentioned earlier that most of our groceries I get through Instacart just because it's really easy for me to stick to our meal plan and budget and stuff. And occasionally Instacart will make really ridiculous mistakes. And so I had placed an order for garlic, a couple of heads of garlic, and they miscalculated what I wanted. I, I'm pretty sure I said I wanted like one head of garlic and they gave me one pound of garlic, which ended up being 12 heads of garlic. So I had so much garlic. It was hilarious. I've had a couple of incidences like that where it's like I wanted four bananas and I ended up with like 44 bananas and it was like a whole like a whole situation but garlic was one of those so I ended up mincing the garlic I ended up using it in a lot of different ways but I ended up mincing it putting it in olive oil into our refrigerator and it kept for a really long time that way where I wouldn't feel comfortable leaving in there for like months and months and months and months, but I left it in there for several months and pulled from it and used it and cooked with it for like several months. And that was really nice. The taste was a lot fresher and it was a lot spicier than the minced garlic you're used to getting from the grocery store. Um, And I'm definitely going to do that again this year. It's really funny. You mentioned like an Instacart fail because I similarly have a hilarious fail but mine was a walmart pickup order i wanted 10 jalapenos for uh a dip i was making i was making jalapeno popper dip for the super bowl last year mm, um so good i got 10 pounds of jalapenos <laughs> how is that even possible i'm not sure <laughs> they couldn't give me them all in one day i had to go back and pick up more they didn't have 10 pounds well that's what i was gonna say like walmart had 10 pounds of all and no and i was like one of two what i was so is that confused. why you made that is that why you made that hellish relish no that was off because my garden you had so many- that's crazy that was off my garden but no i had so many jalapenos i was like who wants jalapenos i felt like i was oprah like you get a jalapeno you get a jalapeno everybody gets jalapenos because i had so many jalapenos i can't even make it up 10 that's hilarious of jalapenos oh my lord online issues (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) i love that that's hilarious i love ordering from instacart i love the convenience of it I love the practicality of it. It is absolutely worth it to me. And sometimes the errors just are really a reality check. <laughs> yeah. It's a little slice of the humble pie, like, oops, my bad. It's hard to believe that we're coming up 
on the time of year where we're wanting to make fire cider and stuff though. The spring, this just this whole year has gone so fast. Summer has gone so fast. It's hard to believe we're knocking on fall already and wanting to make some of these things. But it's also like exciting. I love the turn of the seasons and going into fall for so many reasons, but it's also kind of hard to like kind of wrap my mind around how quickly it's coming. But it's coming my favorite season, hunting season. True. And we have so much good hunting content on the podcast coming up these next couple of weeks. Molly's the one spearheading a lot of that, a lot of that content. I'm super excited. It's my favorite time of year. And Molly's day job, if you guys don't know, like she works in the hunting industry. So she's very qualified. Well, thanks for your vote of confidence. I'm excited. I hope I don't disappoint anybody, but it's going to be fun. (laughs) No, no one will be disappointed. Well, if you guys want to join in the garlic conversation, we have um, the canning and preserving section open over on the connection place. And we also have the gardening section open up on the connection place. It's free to go over there and like talk about what you're working on in your garden, what you're harvesting, if you're going to be planting garlic, where are you ordering your garlic from? Is this your first year? Are you like a tried and true hashtag garlic girl? Or is this your first time? Did Instagram make you do it like me? We'll have some posts up over there about garlic and some other stuff. So we'd love to see you guys over there as well. Yes, I second everything that Kylie just said. We love garlic here. We both have established that we are totally garlic girls. um, And we would just love to find our garlic tribe. So visit us at the connection place follow us on instagram and facebook um, because we'd love to connect with you guys more hashtag garlic group yes hashtag garlic (laughs) that's good i like it